Hey there, my sweet, sweet nobodies. God here. That's right, THE God of the Christian religion gods. Now that we've got the introductions out of the way, i got a little something to say to you all. I'm telling you this with the utmost absolute sincerity that I have never, ever, excluding this one instance, of course, made a personal call to any of you. I've not stopped by for a chat and a spot of tea. Never made a quick call just to say hi and ask how it's hanging. And almost assuredly near the top of this list, I have never, repeat, never, thought it a good idea to appear to a hippie that's whacked to Saturn and back on LSD and instructed to destroy a subsect of humanity in my name. You've got to be the most terrifying kind of bugfuck to believe that God myself or any of the other more creatively properly nouned gods intend for you to horribly and in the most violent fashion rip the life from any of my personal stash aka humanity. First of all, why the fuck would you ever want to believe that a merciful deity would not only destroy his creation, but ask another of the same to carry it out in his stead? Second, let's take a trip down memory lane and look at my greatest hits collection also known as the Biblical Plagues. Wrath, if you're nasty. What makes you think that an asshole capable of killing every firstborn child of an entire kingdom would need to stoop to the likes of a guy who can't remember if he left the fucking stove on? I'd say it's about time for another Katrina-like event, but as we all know, that was all George W.'s hate of black people. Hmm. I guess what I'm saying is that maybe... You'd have more luck with your special kind of crazy if you started blaming him instead of blaming me. Thanks for listening. God out. Do have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once. I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Guess what? That's right. I just got real loud and excited. You know why? I have a guest. I have a guest today. Who's your guest? Oh, so the crowd here wants to know who my guest is. They're just clamoring for it. Tell us already. So Chris uh, couldn't be here because Chris is never here technically, Um, but he couldn't do it this week. So I was like, hey, I got a buddy named John, and uh, he's okay sometimes um john hey um yeah i'm john um this is the speak no hear no see no podcast right this is going to be the first episode where somebody gets stabbed live on air um it's not because i totally booked double booked them Mm. (sighs) so what we're doing today is the continuation of my three murderer parter murder series uh, today on 
motherfucking see no hear no motherfucking speak no and then john you say the conspiracies no no Mm-mm. The murders. I mean, you're getting the conspiracies and the UFOs. You know what? <sighs> is it the UFOs first? It is the UFOs, and then the conspiracies mm-hmm. and the murders. There it is. That's my best Chris impression I can do. It was and a bad. It. it was a bad one. Ah, it's fine. You should have said Moitas. Moitas. That's right. So, so, uh. uh this is this is my good buddy uh, John Micus, and uh, he has uh, glasses. I do. We have that in common, <clears throat> quite frankly. Uh, no, minor painted on. Uh. Today's shithole bag dick muncher of the week is a little guy that I like to I like to call John Lindley Fraser. Not li- related. No, no. I mean, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. I mean, technically, all Johns are related in some fashion or another. Better than the Jasons. Yeah. That's for sure. Much. Yuck. Jasons are gross. I should know. I touch myself all the time. And I'm like, you touch yourself too much. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm doing it. And I'm like... (sighs) We Johns just accept that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Johns are all like, yeah, touching. Yeah, we are. And that's okay. That's okay. But John, would you like to know why this guy goes by the name John Lindley Fraser? It's not because he's jealous of my name. Probably not. Okay. <clears throat> Considering he's probably much older than I. You were certainly born quite a bit after this man. Okay, then tell me. Oh, because that's what his name was. His, his name was John Lindley Fraser. Okay. Um, and in John. Let me see what I can do with his name here. Um, Jalen. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a smoosh for you. Smoosh sorts. In Jalen phrase, uh, his his first 23 years of his life, he was pretty fucking normal as far as people named John go. Um, he <clears throat> was <sighs> dropped out of high school because he started maybe hearing things like uh possibly <clears throat> like a schizophrenia type of deal i'm not i'm not a, a doctor nor a psychiatrist nor a very good friend fuck you john um so he dropped out of high school don't look at me like that i'm staring right into you mm-hmm. right into the side of my head where it just bounces off and becomes farts i'm just your earring mainly okay it's a good it's a good uh focus spot mm-hmm. drops out of high school and starts uh, his trade as an auto mechanic in a beautiful, sunny Santa Cruz, California. That sounds gorgeous. That's Only because you described it that way. It's a shithole. Yeah, probably. Um, and his wife would later... That's right. He, he, he was married. He also had a kid. Um, not much more that I know about his early life. Hopefully not John Jr., though. No. No, no, I don't think so. That would be awful. I mean, I honestly uh, did quite a bit of actual research on this guy, and this is the most I can find out about where he fucking comes from. That sounds like the conspiracy part of the episode that needs to come later. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, we'll speculate like motherfuckers later. Um, but later on, his wife described him simply as a, a beautiful person. 
His wife was hot, by the way. Like, I gotta show you a picture of her later. Wait, like a New Orleans 8 or a Santa Cruz 5? Um, or is that the same thing? I'm not quite sure. My skills. I mean, off. I'd, it's, uh, I'd masturbate to her in the shower even if she had clothes on. Four. Well, that's, a that's like a New Orleans one for you. Yeah. I mean, Which she's, is Santa Cruz negative. She's alright. Santa Cruz sucks. Sometime in the spring of 1970, though, he started taking drugs. Um, and being the 70s in, in California, these drugs were mainly LSD and, uh, you know, sprinkle in a little, little mescaline every once in a while. Um, you know, I'm not the dude's dad. He can do what he wants. Yeah, he knew how to party, apparently. He, uh, sure, if you're a gross hippie type shit. Yeah. Uh oh. I think there's a moth in here. <laughs> we were almost murdered as far as these viewers know. It was so fucking close. Right by our heads. He had knives. They almost witnessed a murder uh, on a murder uh, podcast. Is the best part of this. He had knives and guns, and I'm pretty sure he was ethnic, and and he was just yelling at us in some language I didn't understand because he's a moth, most likely dirty moth ass language. moths. For my here is the rudest language too, second to German, actually. We're gonna have to build a wall around, around that, the sky, around that fucking fan, uh, yeah, okay. around that ceiling fan where he's hanging out plotting. You hear him talking up there too cocksucking moth okay so he's doing drugs um you know the moth or john both okay uh both being hippies uh just just gross disgusting patchouli reeking fucking goddamn hacky sack kicking bad guitar playing white guy dread having just shave your fucking very passionate about this huh so he started living the life of uh, the counterculture there. Like, um, you know, being a, a gross, disgusting, uh, patchouli-soaked thing. And he eventually took up an interest in ecology. John, do you know what ecology is? Um, I, I'm, I'm spitballing here. Do it. It is the ecology of being scared because when you get scared, you yell, eek. So it's the ecology. Um... You're super close. You're so super close. It's the study of the old 90s cartoon, Eek the Cat. Damn. Yeah. And uh, the Earth and stuff. Because eco-lology. Logy? Eco-logy. 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 It's rather Italian. Itsy bitsy teeny weeny. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Damn it. It's Tuscan. Creamy Tuscan shrimp linguine. God, I hate us so much. We're the worst people <laughs> on the planet. Awful. But uh, when he took up this this uh, this this love of of the earth and such, he quit his mechanic job. He, he told his boss that he refused to quote unquote contribute to the death cycle of the planet, man. At which point I threw up. I wasn't even born yet. It's just it's just not conceived your, baby ghosts just your, puke everywhere. Your father's balls get filled full of uh, puke. I'm going to have to ask him about that next time <laughs> I see him, which is probably never. Uh, and then after he took off from his, his uh, job destroying Mother Earth for the man, mm-hmm. he, uh, he, he got like, uh, you know, he took off to join some fucking hippie communes because where else is a hippie going to go in the 70s in California? To Burning Man. 
that isn't a thing yet, but maybe. Uh, I mean, let's let's continue. And I, I now I'm hoping he invented Burning Man before he became a murdering psychopath. Oh, you know what? That's terrible because he did burn people. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, John doesn't really know about this guy. I've told him bits and pieces, but yeah. That's, it it uh, went one ear out the other. Mm, <laughs> that's what she said. Ooh. So he soon became interested in the mystical meaning of tarot cards. So, like, this guy just keeps getting cooler and cooler and just... I've never in my life wanted to hang out with somebody so much. He he takes a lot of acid. He uh, thinks God is talking to him. Mm-hmm. He's a hippie. And he loves tarot cards. He sounds like the equivalent of a modern um, psychopath, uh, psychopathic uh, Facebook mother. Like, mm. that's super anti-vax, like, believes that essential oils will cure your cancer, you know. Oh, man. The worst. Like, every worst thing. And then, like, after all this shit she posts and how terrible, terrible you're like, I can't, I can't unfriend Aunt Kathy because I'm just going to mm. get yelled at at Thanksgiving dinner now. She sends you a message about these stupid, weight-losing, like, suction things you put on your skin. Sorry, it's hitting too close to home. No, I... All I can say is, fuck you, Aunt Kathy. Fuck Aunt Kathy. There's a reason why I've never accepted your friend request. And I just keep telling you, I don't know, I haven't seen it. But for real, Aunt Kathy, if you're listening to this, please keep sending that popcorn jar you send every Christmas. They're really nice. And also, fuck you. And fuck off. Fuck you, Aunt Kathy. Other than the Christmas present. Yeah, the, the, the caramel corn. Yeah, it, uh, it's, uh, it's really good. It's buttered and uh, cheese. Yeah. Like, it's the trio. I mean, the butter is just like, it should just be labeled, throw this in the trash. Um, because it's not buttered. It's dusted with some kind of, I don't know. I, I think, like, the stuff that butterfly wings are made out of. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody grabs a butter knife and they just... They they just fucking scrape all that powdery stuff off, and that's what that's what imitation uh, popcorn butter is. Well, it's in the name, so mm-hmm. butter fly, butter butterd, yeah, butterd. That's conspiracy again. <sighs> Want it, man? You're good at this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, even though he adapted this whole fucking new lifestyle, Mister uh, Jalen Fraze, he um he didn't really fit in too well with his his new hippie friends he was super super paranoid which uh you know a lot of a lot of the hippies were just like yeah man we're gonna like we're gonna go skinny dipping and then then after that we might start like a like a drum circle and man we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna heal mother earth with our our badass rhythms and and dance moves man and he's like but but we should buy guns so he, you know, they didn't, they weren't super with that. Um, and soon he kind of, you know, drifted away from, from all these, this commune life and, his, and these commune people and started his own self-styled lifestyle of an Aquarian age hermit living in a six foot square shack in the woods. Sounds like the worst Burning Man. Or the best. I mean, he has a lot of free masturbation time, and that sounds fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I mean, technically, everyone's got a lot of free masturbation time. It's just, do you choose to take it or not? And where you take it. That's key. Take it in the bum. I get it. So, let's go ahead and, uh, if, like, if he was, like, the the scratched-up side of, like, Two-Face's coin, uh, let's flip that coin over to the nice, shiny, brand-new 
beautiful side. And introduce you to a little-known guy goes by the, the street name of Dr. Victor Ota. Um, question. Nope. Well, but when, when he goes to this cabin of exclusivity, mm-hmm. um, where is uh, said wife and uh, son? Oh, is I don't... this pre or post? Okay. Or is this one of the things that he's so mysterious you're not sure time frame? I just saw that he had a kid. Okay. You keep saying son. That's your hang up. Um, but no, he was like, see you. Okay. Because mm, he's obviously a great dad. I mean, it's hitting a little too close to home now, um, but we'll move past that. I mean, did, uh, well, I'll ask you a question about it hitting close to home when we're done, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. Sure. So, Dr. Victor Oda um, was a stunning fucking su- success. He was a uh, an eye doctor. What are they? Ophthalmologist, right? Um, he, see, this guy, I got fucking history on. <laughs> He was born in 1952. Ah, wrong. He was born in 1925. The son of a Japanese immigrant farmer in Montana. Mm. Japanese immigrant farmer moved to Montana and had a son named Victor. Well, it's better in California, you know, around that time period for them. In 25? Yeah, because the gold rush was happening. I don't know when the gold rush happened. I don't know history. I act like I do. And I will tell other people facts that I know to not be searched or, or true at all. And I'll be like, no, for real. Like, really real. And they'll be like, oh, man. And then they'll go tell other people. And I laugh. And then I feel a little bit sad. And then I laugh a little more. And then I'm usually kind of tired. Um, sometimes hungry. Um, I'm going to see a doctor soon. God forbid. So he studied medicine. At Northwestern University, which is uh, somewhere in the Northwest. And in 1954, he joined the Air Force, which is the force of the air, which is who we have called to take care of these fucking moths. Not to be confused with Space Force. No. No, that's uh, that's Jedi stuff. That's a different episode altogether. Um, so he finally achieved the, the rank of major, which sounds uh, a, a major... It sounds major, um, but it's actually not that great. There's a bunch of people over a major, but quite a few under it too. If you know what I mean, just a ha <laughs> just a, a wink and a and a fuck you, man. <laughs> so by 1970, he had established himself a pretty fucking fantastic practice in bucolic Santa Cruz. What's bucolic mean? Bucolic. Yep. Um, yeah, like the colics in your hair. That's totally not a cowlick. Um, it's, yeah, it's how someone from the north would say cowlick. A colic. Um, so it's the abuse colic. Nope. This is That's going, why they nope. named it that. This is going nowhere. I wish I would have never asked you any goddamn questions. <laughs> so he also had, uh, I mean, he was, he had a fucking great reputation as well as a fucking awesome practice as an eye surgeon, uh, citizen, and friend. He also had earned a considerable amount of money because that's what doctors do. That's why they become doctors. He spent much of this money on uh, shit that cost a lot of fucking money. He had, he owned a maroon Rolls Royce. He bought his wife expensive jewelry. And he favored colorful silk scarves instead of ties. This guy I dig. He did not this wear summer sweaters, though. guy I dig. Well, but no, if he wore summer sweaters, he would be... 
top fashion. He's right below, for sure. Man. But summer sweaters is what really puts you up there. I need to get me one of those motherfucking summer sweaters. We're going to have to research them after this. I've researched them. I, I, I know what they are. I just need them. Well, Mark, maybe we'll <sighs> order one if it's the right price. Okay, good. So his kids also, of course, uh, attended pretty fucking exclusive pricey private schools. And on top of all of this, his most fucking extravagant belonging was his house in the oceanfront resort area of Sokol, five miles south of Santa Cruz, and perched atop a hill overlooking the Monterey Bay. Mm. Mm. I can just imagine it, and then immediately it just leaves my head because I've never been in a thing like that or near it um, without the police being called on me for being in a neighborhood that I don't look like I I'm when I go into like super rich nice neighborhoods and such uh, I I'm like uh, you know I feel like I'm being treated like a minority and I don't like that that's well why, that's why it doesn't help when you're jumping the fence you know a quarter of a mile past the guard's gate I probably should have worn pants like, too but that too I what mean, are you my fucking dad no no you're not and if you are fuck I hate you you son of a bitch had a lot of failures in my life, and you're just another one. See your goddamn granddaughter already. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that got real. <sighs> <sighs> His mansion, by the way, had been designed by a disciple of Frank Lord <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright, which he's a he's a a guy that uh, made houses look neat in the '70s and earlier. Um, but we'll say now. The Burning Man part of the episode. Oh, thank God. That on October 19th, 1970, it all went up in a poof of flame and smoke and most likely polyester, like lots of polyester. Because, man, that shit is like, that's worse than just like dry kindling. It's polyester. That'll sometimes burst into flames even when you just stuff, you know? So firefighters then rushed to this a blazing inferno, only to find that the uh, the two dirt roads leading up, that's right, this motherfucker had two dirt roads leading up to his giant McMansion. It's not even a McMansion. It's a fucking mansion. This house is fucking big. Jeez. I'm going to have to show you stuff about it, or not, and just keep it a mystery forever. I mean, <clears throat> if you keep it a mystery, I'm just imagining, like, um, like Elvis's, like, ranch. Mm-hmm. Times about fifty, eh, maybe like. And it took a whole lot of gasoline to get that thing on fire. Um, you know what? I'm gonna let you keep thinking that, even yeah, if it's probably not, way more impressive. Than even actually. if it's not true. Uh, so they, you know, the two dirt roads that led to this fucking house were uh, blocked one by the doctor's Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And two by his Lincoln Continental. And I'm sure that the firefighters were like. What a dick. Yeah, they're like, oh, these cars. Mm. He's floundered me. Like, I'm just going to watch it burn now because Rolls Royce blocking me. I have no comeback or continuing rant about it. because it <laughs> Darn was, rich people. <laughs> darn rich people. That's what I say. You steam my clams. So what they found when they finally pushed that garbage out of the way um, and reached the house was a little bit more than just a fire. 
Um, <clears throat> it also just so happened to be the scene of a uh, a, a mass murder um, that people couldn't help but uh, compare at the time to the the, the Manson uh, slayings, which happened just 15 months before this. So it was on people's fucking minds, yeah. for sure. Mm. So let's rewind to the beginning of that day. On Monday, October 19, 1970, John Lynn went back up to the Oda house, where he had been before. He had been there quite a few times, actually. Uh, once, he he used to tell his, his other little uh, hippie friends that he, he would break in there sometimes and take this or that. And uh, he had a pair of binoculars that he had stolen from there. He had also, on many occasions, asked... Uh, uh, Oda to burn his house down because Mother Earth and such. And when Oda was like, huh, um, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, usually John Lynn would just be like, okay, I'm going to go fucking smoke weed and do LSD and be gross and stupid. And then Oda would be like, sounds like a good afternoon. Mm-mm. So, he went back up to this Oda house on the, the day in question, or the day that's been answered, I guess. And Victor's wife, Virginia, was the only one home. So John, holding a thirty-eight revolver on her, he tied her wrist with a scarf, then waited for the rest of the family to come home. If you were going to ask, was it one of a Dr. Oda's fabulous neckerchiefs? The answer is, of course, you fucking moron. You goddamn cold fish idiot yeah who wouldn't know that probably a cold fish idiot yeah fuck those people mm-hmm. right yeah read a book bitch <laughs> um ass. or eat one i don't give a shit saute prefer soon after the whole tying up of the uh the kerchiefs uh dorothy caldwaller who was victor oda's secretary showed up at the house along with one of uh of victor's two sons then, Oda himself returned with his second son. As each one showed up, they were tied at gunpoint. Standing outside by the pool, John started to lecture the captives about the evils of materialistic society and the ways in which it destroys the environment, man. So, Oda, uh, being predictably uh, fed up with stupid bullshit that originates from hippies, was like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, here's here's a finger, and it's the one that uh, that uh, conveys uh, fuck you. The pinky finger for mm-hmm. the rich. That's right. That's when when they're holding their fucking cups and their pinkies are sticking out. That's just the rich saying fuck you. Is that mm, fuck you? Mm-hmm. Oh, Muffy, let's let's take the rolls out for for a drive where we we run over orphans as we. We tell them to fuck themselves, and then, and then we'll. I don't fucking know. This is stupid. I mean, I hate you. I hate this. I hate everything. <laughs> I mean, my problem so far in this story. Just real quick. Wait, you have a problem in this yes. story? So I don't get it. As we've heard from the the uh, little thing from before, um, he had these two nice cars just blocking the dirt roads, as rich people do. Um, uh, instead of buying these 
cars, mm-hmm. or at least one of these cars. Mm-hmm. Why did he buy a fucking security guard for his mansion? Well, back then, and like back then, I mean, what? So, so like seven people were slaughtered, uh, just like over a year ago. I mean, get over it. You're just you're being a little bit hysterical. And I think that our open door policy to all the fucking unwashed, goddamn shoeless, dirty foot fucks, mask just. Mm, I think that's a good one to keep now. Fucking the Odas actually didn't mind hippies at all. Yeah. Like, hippies would go there. Uh, he had to kick kick them out of his pool a few times, uh, but he would feed them and shit. Like, he was a good, like, a, an actual, genuine good dude. Well, you know um, what they say about hippie lovers? Uh, they eventually get killed and their house gets burned down. By hippies. That is the saying. Or a hippie. Um, But, uh, just so you know, he... Like, uh, Oda didn't park the, the cars there. It was, uh, Fraser that parked the cars in the, on the road so that the, the house would burn down. Well, he still had nice cars. I mean, yeah, how dare he? And, like, if he would have just hired a security guard, that's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. I mean, that moth up there is scary enough. He could have just put that on a leash. Well, I don't have two nice cars in my front yard to guard us from that moth. That's right. You just have the one. Mine. Ooh. Ooh that's just mean. I mean,. True though, so he uh you know fucking Fraser's all blah 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 destroying the environment and Oda's fucking pissed and uh, so uh, Fraser shoves Oda into the pool and while Oda's trying to get out of the water, Fraser shoots him three Fraser shoots him three times. Uh, and then, one by one, Fraser killed the rest. Uh, Virginia, then Dorothy, and then the boys, Derek and Taggart. Then Fraser went into the house and typed up a note. And then he fucking lit it up. When the firefighters showed up, they eventually found the five bodies of the Otis and the secretary in the pool. And the type note under the windshield wipers of the Rolls Royce said this. Halloween, 1970. Today, World War III will begin as brought to you by the people of the free universe. From this day forward, anyone and or company of persons who misuses the natural environment or destroys same will suffer the penalty of death by the people of the free universe. And my comrades from this day forth will fight until death or freedom against anything or anyone who does not support natural life on this planet. Materialism must die, or mankind will. And at the end of it, in all fucking goddamn caps, he's got four different tarot cards listed. Knight of Wands, Knight of Cups, Knight of Pentacles, Knight of Swords. Um, This stupid hippie garbage... Is stupid hippie garbage. So the way that the uh, the way that the, the cops had had found the bodies is uh, the firefighters um, went out because the Otis pool wasn't just like a fucking square pool or even a fucking Olympic sized pool, whatever. It was a straight up swimming pool, nice and clean and beautiful, that looked like it was just a natural lagoon. Oh, yeah, it was this fucking awesome, sweet, goddamn thing that was cool and really righteous 
man. See, but for, if I've learned anything about rich people in pools, mm-hmm. um, from the great autobiography, um, The Great Gatsby, is uh, you should not have pools because that's where rich people end up dying is inside the pool. You know, and this only furthers my uh, research. So no, yeah, I mean that's, I mean, uh, pools are are a notorious killer of of the rich, people. especially. Yeah, especially the rich, but most like um like babies and stuff like they crawl into I, them. They would be rich one day if they they would have been that mansion if they wouldn't have gotten sucked to the bottom of the pool like that kid at the Tommy Lee fucking Motley Crue drummer guy's kids party. And the Great Gatsby died in the pool too. You know, I know I, I was supposed to read that in high school. Didn't read it. Passed it. Um, yeah. No idea who the Great Gatsby is or what he was so good at. Oh well. Spoiler alerts to all the listeners out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just spoiled the entire ending. So fuck oh, off. Good. I always assumed that he was really good at ping pong. Um, no. Like, like, Gatsby is not the sound of ping pong or a maneuver. Like like Forrest Gump, good. You know, like um, like Olympics beaten China, good. <laughs> Ooh, Chinese Olympics beaten China good? No, just the regular Olympics. Oh. Um, like, I mean, hailing from China. No. Because no. they're the kings of ping pong. And queens. I don't, I don't discriminate. What are you saying? that They're, like, flamboyantly gay? No, I'm saying they're fantastic. Oh. Well, you should have just said that. Well, you know. You big dumb idiot. You're so, idiot. <laughs> so the firefighters uh, going to, to check this lagoon out and see if, uh, hey, maybe we can get some water from it for, to, to fight the fire. Um, one of them sh- shone, shined, had, had shinin his flashlight at the lagoon-like swimming pool, and he spotted the first floating corpse. Uh, four more bodies had sunk to the bottom of the pool. They were Dr. Oda, his wife, Virginia, their sons, Derek and Taggart, and Oda's secretary, Dorothy Caldwaller. I mean, with the name Taggart, did he not deserve it? I'm just saying. I'm I mean, jumping along. I mean, sorry. that's that's that, he's a he's an 11 year old boy. That's not okay. Oh. Or I'm sorry, he was an 11 year old boy. Well, at least you didn't mess it up and say 12 because he never reached that. <laughs> no, Derek was 12. Oh, um, well. so he did. I'm getting the vapors. Um, by the way, uh, uh, Oda's secretary, uh, Dorothy Caldwaller, was uh, a married mother of two little girls. Because, <clears throat> of course, she was. At All least it wasn't bring your children to work day. Just saying. Uh, yeah, it was bring your secretary home day. Um, <laughs> all had been bound with the doctor's brightly colored silk scarves. And all, including the motherfucking family cat had been shot in the neck with a thirty-eight. One officer observed they were they were taken out like it was an execution. So a burglary, bur- a burglary seemed pretty unlikely because the jewelry, the expensive cameras, electronics had been left to burn. Not touched, not moved, not fucking attempted. But one of the family cars was missing. It was the green station wagon, and that ended up uh, being found the next day, burned and abandoned in a Southern Pacific Railroad tunnel about 20 miles to the northeast. There was no murder weapon, there were no suspects, and there was no motive. The All that detectives had to go on at all was that typewritten note. <clears throat> that is nuts as shit anyway. But 
the ritualistic nature of these killings and the cult-like tone of the stupid note and the tarot cards and all this other shit had people freaking out that this was like another Manson family type bloody rampage goddamn something's happening. So detectives start going around to the fucking hippie communes and like, you know, asking hippies questions, which can be fucking exhausting. Oh, sure. Hey, man, have you heard about a guy that maybe killed some people and burned down their house? Dave's not here, man. That joke has never been funny. It's not funny now. This is a very serious matter that we're dealing with. And I think that I might arrest you just because you're ugly. I mean, the funnier joke is making fun of preteen boys that were shot and murdered. Um, no, so I mean... Stick to the path. Here. All day, every day. Baby jokes. Dead baby jokes. Mm-mm. You know what? We've had, we haven't even got into the cat the cat death joke. Oh, my God. He killed the fucking family cat. Everyone, he, this is how we know he's a terrible, terrible villain. Um, because all of, right. you're supposed to steal the cat, and that's your new pet that you you pet menacingly. Well, the, the thing that's fucked when up, you get caught. The thing that's fucked up is you know this eco fucking warrior who is all about Mother Earth and shit kills the cat. Like, what did the cat do? Yeah, I mean, I guess the high fluting cats living their fucking goddamn tail up in the air, always pointing their anus in my face. Lives. I mean, but. Mm. In that case, he would be an enemy of PETA. So an enemy of an enemy? Um, huh? <laughs> why would PETA bred not like him? Uh, not, not, not so much the uh, Middle East. Uh, uh, you know what? Let's Middle not East talk bread. about PETA. Let's leave them alone because I'm more terrified of them than I am of those fucking retarded-ass flat earthers. Oof. Ugh. <laughs> so, you know, they're talking to hippies, trying to find out what the fuck happened. And... You know, uh, the idea that this fucking thing had been the work of hippies started to gain a little momentum when uh, Oda's neighbors recalled that he, like I said earlier, had recently shooed a bunch of them off of his porch and out of his pool, hopefully with a, a, a broom in hand, being like, y'all, y'all, y'all go home now. Y- y'all get out of here. This isn't your, this is not your house. Y'all, y'all, get out of here, y'all. But is that really the accent of a Japanese man from Missouri? It is in my motherfucking head. Or Montana, where is he from? Mm-hmm. Montana? Uh, probably. Mo- Ms. Terra. No, no yeah. it, was, it was Montana. It Montana. was Montana. Yeah. Okay, so, uh... No, I'm not... I'm not <laughs> you don't... You probably I'm do not want to step in that I'm the fuck rules. away from that accent. <laughs> so, <laughs> but... Even though uh, hippies were starting to be blamed for this, as was their right as disgusting, horrible people, ultimately, a tip from hippies themselves led investigators to their new suspect. His name, of course, was J. Lynn Frazier. He was 24 years old. He was born in Ohio and had a history of petty crimes as a youngster, but calmed down a little bit after he dropped out of high school, he married, he found steady work as an auto mechanic. Then six months before the killing, he flipped out, quote-unquote, no doubt a reaction to the LSD and mescaline he'd been taking, uh, which is uh, straight from a neighbor's horse's mouth, which has to smell just bad. Horses and their, their, their mouths. I mean, that's the first thing we learned from the uh, D.A.R.E. program is you never take drugs from a horse's mouth. That's right, because they eat poop. Exactly. And, and apples. Stupid. Poop and apples. Apple poop. Um, 
Fraser then left his wife, let his hair and beard grow, and became the eco-warrior that we all fucking heard about already. So, around this time, he had started saying that God had told him that by driving his car, he was polluting the environment, and he would be killed if he drove anymore. So guess what? He stopped driving a car. Boom. Solved. This is <clears throat> insanity. Um, he was always kind of a loner because um, he was a paranoid fuck. But he had gone into seclusion in his little shanty shack near Soquil. Say that fucking five times fast. Shanty shack near Soquil. Or say Soquil shanty shack. Soquil shanty shack. Nope, you fucked it up the first time. Fuck. Um, <laughs> one of his uh, his little, little, little friend that would walk around barefoot with him a lot said uh, to the cops later that Fraser had ranted about the doctor's materialism, saying that people like that should be, quote-unquote, snuffed. Uh. And I'm pretty sure that he meant stuffed with chicken, because chicken is delicious, and the Odas were good people. Yeah, they were. And their cat. Oh, their cat was the best person. As a avid cat hater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The cat was easily the best out of everyone there. No, I, I see. I think your your sentence should have ended as an avid, an avid cat hater. And then it should have just been 10 seconds of silence. And I would have been like, so, on the day of the murders, Fraser had appeared at the San Lorenzo home he'd shared with his wife and told her that he was taking a trip to New York. He carried with him a loaded pistol and a backpack filled with food. I guess he was going to fucking backpack there. I don't know. As he left, though, he handed his his estranged wife his wallet and driver's license and said, I won't be needing these anymore. Or wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to need these anymore, man. <laughs> and then four days after the murder, murders, there was a bunch of them, police found their suspect asleep in his shack, in his so-quill shanty shack. Mm. Mm. That's right. That's what my new... Uh, Many restaurants going to be called <laughs> the Soquil Shanty Shack. We sell clams and ribs for some reason, and all your servers just have the most disgusting dreads. Mm-mm. It's so good <laughs> that in they like to taste the dipping sauces. They just dip them in there and hold them and, up, and then they paint them on your tongue. <laughs> yeah, with, on your tongue. This um, <laughs> see, see, you say disgusting. I say that's a good look on you. Tom, I'm, that's a lie. It's a terrible look. I mean, Ugh. when I'm nice and rich one day, I will go there with my aforementioned pinky out <laughs> straight mm-hmm. towards you. Indeed. I can't wait. I can't wait to cut those pinkies off and shove them up my butt. Mm. So, four days after these murders, uh, police found Mr. John Lynn in his shack. They had also found the pair of binoculars that he had stolen from the doctor's house some months earlier. A wristwatch that had belonged to one of Oda's sons and his forty-five caliber pistol. Um, but the thirty-eight that he used to actually commit these murders was actually never found. Um, they, they got him. So they're like, this is, I mean, fuck, man. You did this shit, right? And he's like, Dave's not here, man. And then they're like, okay, now we're, we're just going to go to jail. And then we're going to beat you there because I'm just, I can't, I'm in shock that you tried that. Um, <clears throat> Fraser pled not guilty by reason of insanity because, yes, of 
of course he did. And he appeared to be barely in touch with reality during his three, count them three, trials. One, which was to establish guilt. A second, to determine sanity. And a third, to decide upon a sentence. Although he never officially gave a confession to the police, he did give details of these killings to his uh, court-appointed psychiatrist, David Marlowe. Fraser had said that he'd broken into Otis' house when no one was home, spotted what looked like an animal skin bedspread, and went fucking bananas. Bananas. I went fucking bananas, man. Dave's not here, bananas. It blew my mind, the defendant recalled. He never noticed that it was a fake animal skin bedspread. <laughs> what a fucking moron. So Oda's wife, Virginia, was the first to arrive, as we said. He tied her up and yelled at her for destroying the planet. And then Dorothy came, which uh, she had one of the little Oda boys that she picked up after school. And then Oda and his other son showed up. And then we know what happened then. It only took five hours for the jury to find Fraser guilty. During the second trial, the defendant did his best, and I mean his fucking best, to look crazy. He shaved half of his head and eyebrows and beard and was heard muttering, Far out and right on to himself. <laughs> he would hurl crumpled newspaper clippings at reporters. And this is the douchiest, most pretentious thing that he's fucking done was seen reading George Orwell's 1984. <laughs> Despite his actions, he looked pretty sane to the jury, which later had sentenced him to death. Um, so, John, what do you think about the uh, the fashion statement of half the head shaved to show his... It's, it's, like, a, it's like a sideways mullet. It's like party on the side, uh, a psychopath on the side. Um, it's pretty good. I, I, out of the top insane uh, haircuts. It ranks there. Um, yeah. But, I mean, when when all the all the truth's behind and out in the public at this point, um, you might as well just go out with a do. Like, he should have just had, like, if he really wanted to be insane, like, and he, wanted, he needed dipping sauce-styled dreads. Oh, man. Because I would have been like, this is insane. You cannot murder him. Like, oh, I would have done, like, a a quarter of my head and face in dreads, a quarter completely shaved, a quarter cherry curled, the other quarter clown wig. That's right, clown afro. Mm. You are never getting the death penalty with that. Mm. And I would be just shitting my pants the whole time in court and just like like just wafting it toward the fucking jury and being like, presents! <laughs> But I mean, don't worry, God's uh, telling you to do this all along. That's right. God wanted you to have this. <laughs> um, even though he was he was sentenced to death, uh, that sentence would never be carried out. So Fraser, along with Charles Manson and Robert Kennedy's assassin, Sirhan Sirhan, which is not only repetitive, it is repetitive. They were among the 107 death row inmates to be spared when California ended capital punishment in 72. His sentence was automatically commuted to life in about as, I mean, a, a natural, unnatural prison life. These things can be uh, talked about on a, a smarter podcast than ours. Um, but every five years, um, 
which is the longest time period allowed by law, he does come up for parole. And after his last hearing in November 2008, Santa Cruz County District Assistant, sorry, Santa Cruz County Assistant District Attorney issued a statement. I, and I quote, Some people deserve to be punished for the rest of their lives. Fraser happens to be such a man. Mm, and if what a man. didn't kill the cat. Yeah, man. If you didn't kill the cat, we're like, you'd have been gone years ago, and we'd have been like, giving you high fives and sh- No, man, that's terrible. He killed kids, John. Stop laughing at that. But he at least let them go swimming one last time. No, he threw their dead bodies in the pool. You're a fucking asshole, man. You're a terrible, 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 terrible person. And I hate you. But I also love you. Because you got that sweet, tight bun. This, this is when you're going to tell me you love me for the first time? No. I mean, I whisper it to you every time you turn your head. Um, I just figured you knew that was happening. Fortunately not. You didn't know. Well, so, mm, do you know what happens? Do you know Do you know what the, 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 the wonderful, wonderful, <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful um, story of John Lindley Frazier, how it... Uh, how it nicely wraps itself in a a party clown's fucking goddamn dog balloon shaped so, thing. So the last time period we've stopped at is oh wait was mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. presumably it's after that. Well, um, yeah. Um, he's uh, some awesome inmate gave him the same uh, fake animal fur a coat or a blanket and made him sleep with it every night because he was his bitch he made him fucking eat it and uh he ended up taking the fake animal uh <laughs> blanket and hanging himself with it man because he couldn't live with uh, sleeping with the fake animal blanket i like your fucking version better so from the examiner.com august 24th 2009 1970 mass murderer john lindley fraser Commits suicide in prison cell. Mm-hmm. I'm not against my version being cannon. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not against you being shot out of a cannon, or with a cannon, for that matter. Um, somebody out there, give me a cannon. How, how did he kill himself? He? How does anybody in fucking prison kill themselves? himself with the uh, faux animal blanket. Exactly like every single other prison suicide ever. Yes. That's all I was here. Yes. They uh, really need to stop giving them those blankets. Alone in his cell at Mule Creek State Prison, um, about 40 miles southwest of Sacramento, he killed himself. A coroner ruled the death was by asphyxiation, but no details were offered. He was found... Last Thursday, not our last Thursday, but fucking August 24th, 2009's last Thursday. But it was just announced today. He was 62 years old. And not our today. No, no, our today. He was 62 <laughs> years old. This We're announcing, very, I mean, that information hasn't changed. It is, was it is midnight 30 right now. He is now 63 years old. He gets a year older in death every day. Every 10 years. Every goddamn day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there is, um, there's a little bit of, uh, I mean, that's the happy note, and I really kind of probably should have saved that for the end, because there's, uh, I mean. Well, one note yeah. is, um, the coroner never 
said it was not with the faux fur blanket. No, he didn't. So we, I think I'm we've, just saying we've already the logic is there. We've already agreed that it's that's what real. happened. Yeah, okay. it happened. Good. Yes. Good. I'll make sure the snuggle is real. Um, oh, yeah, I really wish it was like a snuggie that had just a cheetah print. Oh my god! And it would be hilarious. He's like, he had no idea what snuggies were. Its arm holes out. That's right. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I love backwards. I love every second of this terrible B movie that we're making. Um, so the fucked up shit is uh, that the Odas actually had more children. They had two daughters. Um, they were both older. They were both at school when this happened. Um, How much older? Old enough to be in like high school, I guess. Um, so, but there are more, technically more victims of this in that. Victor Oda's mom uh, had committed suicide two years later because she couldn't deal with with any of the situation. And his daughter, Tara, took the same path uh, seven years after the murders. So Victor Oda's daughter, Lark, is the only surviving member of the Oda family. Um, while... While Fraser was in prison and alive, uh, his time there was full of fucking disciplinary infractions, including a stabbing and uh, just flat out refusing to do any kind of work or participate in counseling. So, um, fucking good riddance, Victor Oda, you cocksucker of a shitbag. I'm glad that you killed yourself. I just wish you'd have done it before you killed those fucking people. Because you're just the worst motherfucker um, that there ever was. Not that there ever was. You're a terrible fuck, though. But as far as that goes, John, how did you like being on um, this uh, this mini little episode, man? What do you think about it? What I do mean, you think about Vic? Vic Oat and uh, fucking Jalen. So uh, pretty hmm. pretty interesting shit. Um, my, I mean. As an avid listener of the show, um, <coughs> shit. So I mean, I probably I'd say I listen more than most. I've listened to a whole three episodes. That is probably more than most. Um, Hi, little old ladies in the Midwest that seem to like our show for some reason. And don't forget John from Mandeville. Oh, John, <clears throat> John from Mandeville. Uh, eat a big black dick. Yeah, no, eat a dick. Just and, eat and, a dick. And you a know. nine inch, nine by seven inch black dick. Mm. In particular, mm. share a little with, shout out to the Eda Dick. Share it with your father-in-law. Yeah, mm. in Tell, Arizona, we in, remember. Yeah, with cops. Mm. Mm-hmm. He is a cop. Mm. Yeah, his cop friends totally sent it. Wink. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, uh, as a, as an avid listener, I am. Um, it's everything I could have hoped it to be, and I still will never send you an email. That's fine. Ever. That's fine. Because um, it's my duty as a listener not to send you an email at this point. <laughs> you said duty. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? Uh, fuck John. Send us an email or three or four even. Um, you can ask me for money if you want. Uh, you'll probably not get it. But who knows what kind of drugs I'll be on when I read your email. Email us at seenohearnospeaknopod at gmail.com or snhnsnpod at gmail.com they are both email addresses they both go directly to me and I only I mean I'd say like 
maybe every 15th I, uh, I, I send to the FBI with some edits, um, you know, just to keep you on your toes. And uh, I actually do encourage you doing that. Um, yeah. But just to really drive the point home, to piss Jason off, make sure you put in the subject line, the first mm-hmm. two words mm-hmm. have to say, attention, mm-hmm. John. Uh, John is spelled J-O-N. Very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just to really piss him off. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, he, yep. he shouldn't have his own emails come mm-hmm. to him. No, 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 it no. Be for Absolutely not. His guest. That's right. Of course. That's right. That's right. John, the owner of Garfield, is my guest today. And I will ask John, the owner of Garfield, because that is the only motherfucker that I've ever seen in my entire life that spells its name, its name, you heard me, motherfuckers, J-O-N. Guess what? You're not real. Well, at least I don't share the name with this asshole, Jalen, whatever his last name was. Frazier. Frazier. How do I forget Frazier? I don't know. At least I don't share the same spelling as Kelsey Grammer. Frazier. Kelsey Grammer's his name. Kelsey Grammer. That's fucking Frazier's name. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Took Took me an hour. I got it. I got it. Uh, pre-recording shenanigans. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I don't share his name, and that's what's important in life. Right. I share a name with Garfield's uh, embarrassed owner. because. And you know what? Odie's proud owner. Yeah. So I think you should feel good about yourself. Uh, I aside, mean, as I aforementioned, aside uh, from, cat hater. Aside, <laughs> <I'm> yeah, <laughs> aside from the fact that you feed your cat uh, very uh, not good for it people food. And that you let it terrorize that beautiful, wonderful, just sweet dog, Odie. And what the fuck? How does a cat pay for the shipping cost to send another live animal to Abu Dhabi? I mean... I've never seen Garfield work a day in his life. And come to think of it, I haven't seen John do it either because John is a cartoonist. Yeah, I mean, he's totally on welfare. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure... I mean, this is like, you know, grapevine uh, speak, so hush, hush. But I'm pretty sure he eats poop. Garfield or John? Yes. Ah. Definitely not Odie, though. Um, defecatingly not Odie. Oh, ooh, fuck off with those puns. Mm. I'm no, a, awful. I, I'm a father. Awful. I'm a father now. Fuck yourself, you cunt. Ah, that's terrible. John, I got one more thing to say to you. What do you have to say to me? You've just listened to another whole family slaughtering and then just just festively festively bringing the mood back up with sweet-ass silk scarfs episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. The conspiracies. Wrong. Let's try it. The UFOs, the murders, and conspiracies. Close enough. I'm going to punch you in the dick when we're done here. And I hope you all enjoyed this because I'm going to make him come back because I actually had a lot of fun on the show. Um, just, uh, you know, kind of wishing that uh, that Chris had been here too because I miss him. Yes, Chris. I hope you listen to this while you're driving from place him. A to place B. I don't know where you're at. You're always somewhere else. I don't fucking know where he is. Um, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't know either. And uh, Chris, I'm, I'm sure John, uh, Jason has talked great things about me. Um, I usually of the worst variety. I, I, when I talk about you to him, I'm like this fucking asshole I know that works at this fucking place that sometimes I go to for things. Um, yeah, he's a dick. Never mind. And that's probably the most he's ever heard of you. Um, but then I'm like, you know, he's he's alright sometimes too, though. And that's probably the nicest thing that I could say about a person ever. So. Um, 
send your 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 signed uh, pre made out checks to see no hear no speak no pod at gmail dot com. That's right. With attention to John, send your physical <laughs> send your physical bank tender to a non corporeal fucking address, and let's make magic. Countdown. Three, two, one. Good night, all. Sometimes I-